What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. Robert Palmer and She Makes My Day. You are on 98.5. This is Weekdays with Mike. Good morning. It is nice to be with you on this uh, Thursday. Now, there are needs everywhere, but there is a massive need for foster carers right across Australia at the moment. And uh, Pauline from Key Assets Foster Care is on the line this morning to explain what it is to be a foster carer and why it is most uh, the most rewarding decision you'll ever make. Good morning, Pauline. Hi. Nice to talk to you today. Now, can you tell us a bit about uh, your fostering background and what prompted you to become a foster carer? Um, It started a long time ago. Um, I've got four biological children of my own, and I think the thought first came to me when I was pregnant with my first daughter. That was 25 years ago. Mm. And probably a bit hormonal and, you know, becoming a mum for the first time and I was reading an article in Time magazine about Eastern Europe and there was a photograph of inside an orphanage and that image really struck me um, and I think it's because I was becoming mum myself for the first time and just seeing these rows and rows of babies and one poor carer who was looking after them and it really bothered me um, that so many babies and kids were out there in the world and not being loved, you know, um, as well as all the other needs not being met. So I, I talked with my husband about it and, you know, but it took, it took 20, 23 years for us to actually, um, you know, raise our own kids and, and then be in a position to, um, you know, start looking into fostering. So it's been a long time coming for me. Yeah. Wow. So you waited for your, your four kids to grow up and then you then decided to uh, look at foster caring. Yeah, look, it's probably a bit more complicated than that mm. because, yeah, we decided to raise our own kids first and then see how we'd go with having, you know, um, as a last child. Yeah. Um, but in in the interim, um, we actually ended up separating and divorcing. Um, so so that, yeah, that's, that was a, sort of a complication for us. But um, it never went from my mind. And um, about six or seven years after we divorced, you know, I, my life was back together and um, I was in a position where I could actually do this and, you know, my kids were settled. So so there was a bit of a pause there, um, but after that, I was in a position. The, the thought never left my mind. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, Pauline, what's the, what's the general background of kids who come into the foster system? Because I'm sure a lot of people that have thought about it or have considered being a foster carer would have would want to know, you know, where are these kids coming from? Um, so more often than not, they're taken out of their family homes in an emergency sort of situation. So it's never going to be smooth and, you know, well planned out. It's normally quite messy. Um, the family backgrounds that they may be coming from could involve drugs and alcohol, um, family violence, neglect. So not really good conditions for kids. And um, so that's that's one one way that kids come into the system. But of course, um, people may have heard about how you know kids have so many you know once they're in the system they can move between homes as well. And there are um, unfortunately quite often 
placements break down because some of the kids are quite a handful to deal with and circumstances change. And so they can move within the system, you know, to different homes as well. Um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pauline, you're okay to hang on there. You're okay to hold. We'll we'll put you on hold. We'll play a song, come back and chat some more. Yeah, sure. We're on 98.5 Weekdays with my Pauline from Key Assets is on the line. We've been chatting about uh, foster care. Pauline, why is there such a need for people to step up and become foster parents or carers? And, and I guess what future do these kids have if there's no one to love or f- to care for them? Um, it's quite a difficult situation. I think the bottom line is that there are more referrals um, for kids coming to the system than there are carers available. So that's why there's this mm. ongoing need. Um, in terms of what happens to the kids, uh, unfortunately, if there are no um, homes for them, loving homes, um, that there are um, suboptimal, I think, um, options available like group home settings, um, which is, you know, where, where there are carers from the department who, you know, take shifts working, you know, so it's not a family environment for them with, you know, um, that sort of um, extended family and love and that sort of thing. It's, it's, it's workers who, who are paid and, um, yeah, and other children as well, so a group home setting. Yeah, okay. So, but the ideal, I would imagine the ideal scenario would be for to be in a family home, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. okay. Um, I think that way, um, you know, experiencing, you know, normal family life, mm. settled family life, extended family and friends, um, all these things are are so important. Yeah. And, um after all the, you know, the trauma and, you know, experiences that these kids have been through, mm. um, that was, that's, the, that's the preferable future yeah. for them. Sure. Pauline, um, I mean, thinking about the criteria, like who can become a foster carer? Um, well, it's, it's quite wide open, actually. Um, anybody who is motivated, um, who's got some time um, and the ability, um, a spare bedroom, of course, mm. And is open to understanding a child's needs because, um, you know, these kids, like I mentioned, they've, you know, they've had quite rough starts sometimes to life or, you know, seen things, experienced things, which are quite difficult. And um, so sometimes, you know, their needs are a bit different um, from other kids. And I think if if you're just willing to sort of, you know, sit and be with them and listen to them and and be on their path with them um, and offer them love, you know, so somebody... um, somebody who is, like I said, motivated and has a bit of time. And it's never going to be this perfect sort of cookie-cutter scenario. You know, there's always going to be obstacles to get over. But the great thing is that, you know, you work with a good team and there's always a solution to any any problem. That's the one thing I've really um, appreciated is, is the approach to, you know, from the agency that I foster with, for example. Um, there's always a solution to all the problems that come up and, you know, we work through it together. Mm-hmm. And so there's th- that optimism, that sense of, you know, being able to um, get through the challenges, that's very important. Yeah. Pauline, just to finish off today, uh, there's a lot of people listening that would be, I would imagine, that would be sitting on the fence about, oh, should I or should I not become a foster carer? Here's your chance. What would you say to someone listening today who's a little bit indecisive about becoming a foster carer? Here, here's your opportunity. I can really... 
Yeah, I can really relate to that because I was on the fence for a very long time. I would say, you know, I think it's normal to feel overwhelmed by, by the prospect of it all. And what I decided to do, and I think this approach works for a lot of people, is just to test the waters a bit and just um, maybe start off by doing respite caring, which, you know, you can have a child for one weekend a month, for example, and, um, you know, just to give their regular carers um, a break. So they come to you for a month and then, you know, so that's not a huge time commitment. And it's also something that's really important because you can you can play a stable sort of permanent role in a child's life, build up a relationship with them, make a difference to them, mm. and, of course, give their carers a break. So a lot of people do that to start off and sort of test the waters and see how they go. That's a good way to start. Pauline, we really appreciate your time today. And let's hope uh, there's people listening today that are going to take up the challenge and, uh, and make that next step forward and maybe get some info. So thank you once again. No worries. Thank you. Good on you, Pauline. My guest on the line this morning has been Pauline from Key Assets Fostering. As uh, we've been chatting about, there is a massive need for foster carers right across our country. So if you think that might be you, has that hit a spot with you today? Uh, why don't you get in touch uh, with uh, Pauline from Key Assets? I'm sure she would love to talk to you. You are on at 98.5 and this is Weekdays with Mike. Good morning. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia or visit the website 98five.com.